Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Friday, April 29th. And we are rolling right into the second round of the in at 2022 NFL draft. And to look at the best players available, talk about some of the uh, props that we should look for when it comes to day two. Joining me are Chris Trapasso and Josh Edwards. What's up, boys? I'm running on about four hours of sleep. I feel like we all are running on around the same amount of sleep. So I'm going to try to match your energy, Brinson, but I don't know if that's possible today. You're going to need some PEDs if you want to do that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm all natural today, baby. Oh, Josh, what'd you say, Josh? We're going to have a fantastic time here. Just getting ready for day two of the NFL draft. Uh, very excited about the players that we're going to be discussing here today. Absolutely. And the Browns are picking. So that's why Josh is pumped. The Browns are finally going to make a pick today. Well, I mean, double picks. Yeah, the Browns did get, you know, that uh, Sean Watson, Sean Watson yeah. guy. So, like, yeah. you know, if yeah, you're a, Yeah, I mean, I know we're not supposed to be excited about Deshaun Watson. I get it. Um, but, like, you know, if... Yeah, no, I wasn't, like, making fun of Josh. The fact no, that the no, Browns no, I'm saying, like, I mean... Pick, but you get excited when the team that you grew up watching is finally making selections. I mean, more than likely, at some point, you know, it's there's going to be some clarification on Deshaun Watson and more than likely at some point, you know, we're going to see, uh, you know, Browns fans are going to be pulling for Deshaun Watson as I pull some fur out of my beard. Um, anyway, uh, the, uh, the big storyline, I think heading into round two, Malik Willis, who fell into the second round was not drafted in the first round. Kenny Pickett, the only quarterback drafted in the first round. Um, I got to tell you, I got some, there's some buzz that Malik Willis and the markets reflect this is going to be drafted 34th overall. Really? But not by the Minnesota Vikings. That is the Man, chatter. The Vikings fans would hate that if they if they traded no, no, back no, it's, again. It's, it's going to be a trade out is going to be is the chatter yeah. for that Minnesota spot. If you were trying to predict who would be trading into that spot, who would you go and, and by the way do you guys know what the odds are that Malik Willis is drafted 34th overall? Doesn't matter what team, just 34th overall. It's got to be guessing pretty high. Pretty, yeah, pretty plus money. <laughs> minus 150. Yeah. Okay. Minus one. Oh, geez, that was obliterated on, as of Friday. If we record this at Friday at 1 p.m., it had been smashed into oblivion as if somebody knew something. Was yeah, there like a report that I missed this morning when I was trying to take a nap or what? Buzz in these internet happen? streets, traps. There's buzz in these <laughs> internet streets. Um, I'm not saying who moved it. I'm not saying who told people and, and caused it to move. I'm just saying it moved. Um, it was like, I think, uh, 14 to 1 that he would go 34th or something like that, maybe at best. And then it just got absolutely obliterated to the point that he is uh, now um, – Minus 150, minus money to be drafted in a specific location, which is just wild. The the other question, the other part of this is what team will draft Malik Willis? And if we look at uh, Caesars, we have some odds for that. These are on the move, as always. The Seahawks 
plus 250. Let's see if I can find, bring it up just to make sure we got. Why do I suck at control effing? That's probably shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. Debo took a screenshot at, uh, it's off now, excuse me, because it, it, they've been obliterated. Uh, at 12 o'clock at noon, um, Seahawks plus 250, Titans plus 430, and the Titans are at 35. The, a, a lot of the premise of this trade is that the team is trying to leapfrog Tennessee to get Willis because they expect him, they expect the Titans to be looking for him at 35. Uh, the Saints, five to one, Falcons plus 550, the Vikings, seven to one. They're actually picking at 34. And then there were two teams that are were sleepers that also got peppered. The Giants were 33 to one and are now down to nine to one. And the Colts were 40 to one and are now down to like 20 to one or something like that. Of those teams, if you had to predict a trade up, uh, who would you go with, Josh, if you were if you were selecting one of those teams to move up? And um, we didn't mention the Lions on there. I think they're also like 7-1 to one or something like that. Uh, you would think Minnesota would be done trading with the Lions, but who the hell knows? I would say it's the Seahawks. They've got number 40, number 41 overall, so they've got some ammunition to move up if they so desire. Um, I think it's very interesting that that specific number is out there because it does lead us to believe that's going to happen. It's also interesting that even though we seem to know a trade-up is going to happen and Malik Willis is going to go there, we have no clue who the team is. So uh, these rumors have been very selective. It's also interesting, uh, and I'd be curious if there were odds out there on this, but this implies that nobody was able to get into number 33 overall with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which suggests that they probably know who they are going to take when the round opens mm-hmm. as well. So, um, good call. I've Would you like they- to know? Uh, oh, gosh. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the names real quick. Would you like to know the names of who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? There's two players I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are between. Can I take a guess? Yes. Houston defensive tackle Logan Hall. Ding, 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 ding. That's one. That's a good one. Trey and McBride, the tight end from Colorado State. I had not heard McBride. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, the Olizer? other name, shoot, where is it? Um, Jaquan Brisker? No. Oh, Travis man. Jones? No, it's, uh, it's wasn't a, offensive lineman the odds on favorite to be like the first position that they would pick? They got 33. And it, now it's def- defensive line and edge is like heavily favored to be the yeah, next okay. uh, pick. Abacady? Um, Boye Mafe? No. It's um, oh Hall under thirty three and a half is minus one fifty uh, okay. and up on the site. Oh God, what's his name? It's uh, it's, it starts with a P. The last name starts with a P. Jalen Petrie. I think it's Jalen Petrie. How do you spell Petrie? P-I-T-R-E. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. It's either him or Logan Hall is what I've been told. In that okay. in that spot at thirty three. Um, you Good could get either way. Okay, yeah. I'd be I, I just heard the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, I know. Um. Deep, I was I was trying how I was like how did I who got me onto this and I forgot um oh no 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 it's not Petrie sorry Perion Winfrey Ooh. oh okay that would make sense because the Bucks are so old on their defensive line with like Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul and stuff uh so one of those two defensive tackles would be would be sensible so that's probably why that buzz is going around there do you think that um Tampa also selects in the they have another pick in the second round, 60th overall. Is, does Perry and Winfrey make it to 60 overall? He would he for could. me, but... Uh, yeah, he would I, for I, me, too. I don't know that it's trending that way. I think there's a there's a decent chance he's probably gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're Tampa, you have to decide, do we take Logan Hall at 33 and try and move back up? 
And I mean, would they be willing to take two defensive defensive line prospects in the third round or the second round? Excuse me. Probably not. I think the wise thing would be to just take Logan Hall. I think he's a much better player right now. Okay. Um, and then you could still get a quality safety uh, if, if that was the direction that they decided to go later in the second round. I, I think the Logan Hall, Logan Hall is the chalk name. Yeah. And if I were, you know, what I would do is bet, uh, find, find an option where you can bet, pick to be 33, get Winfrey at like 10 to one, which is what he, maybe seven to one, whatever he is right now, bet a little bit on that. And then bet more on the under on Logan Hall, under 33 and a half minus 150. That way you've got, you know, sort of covered on both ends, but it does seem like Logan Hall is the consensus name that's been bandied about to go 33 overall. And to your point, yes, because, 34 is the trade-out spot. It's clear that the, everyone in the league knows that uh, the Bucs know who they want to take at 33. Somebody wants to – now, the Giants, I think, at 36 are really – and I know we'll, we'll get out of here quickly. We'll be fast on this podcast. But uh, the Giants at 36, I think, are really interesting to, to jump up two spots with uh, leapfrog the Titans and draft Malik Willis at 34. You have – in the Giants, you have Brian Dable coming from Buffalo where – and I know that Malik Willis isn't as tall and as strong as Josh Allen, but we we talk about these comps, right? Like built like Josh Allen, huge arm down the field, raw prospect who you want to mold. I mean, that's like, wouldn't that be the Brian Dable, Joe Shane comp where you, and with the bonus that he gets to sit for a year behind Daniel Dimes. And if Danny Dimes flounders, then you just insert Malik Willis. And if Daniel Jones plays well, maybe you do a franchise tag and you give Malik Willis another year to grow. And so it's like a win-win sort of for the Giants. And by drafting him in the second round, you don't start your, oh, they got their franchise QB uh, as quite as aggressively as you might otherwise. Yeah, I think that would make the most sense. That's what I said right when Brian Dable took that job with Joe Shane, that it was like they will gravitate toward Malik Willis. That never really materialized in the first round but here in round two if you have to take him at five or seven i don't think yeah yeah that if you have to trade like a fifth rounder to move up two spots i think you do that all day um one other team that i'll mention too the atlanta falcons they have 58 74 and 82 today uh or tonight it 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 wouldn't shock me with malik willis being from georgia and that they're kind of in a similar situation as the giants you have marcus mariota he's not the long-term answer you could pick him in the second round. It would obviously be a further trade up for the Falcons, but just move one or two of those picks to get Malik Willis, let him sit behind a veteran. And then in 2023, you have your Drake London and your Kyle Pitts, and you can continue to build that offense around Malik Willis. So the Falcons would be the other team besides the ones that we've outlined that seem to make sense for a team that could trade up for him. Absolutely. And they are, um, Atlanta is uh, in that, in that same range odds wise, but their next pick is 58. So Oh no! Excuse me. They have forty three, so they could they could pull that off pretty easily. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought they were closer than that. Yeah, I think it's when I was looking at the teams and figure out who might who might work and who might not. It's got to be a team that sort of has, um, you know, has a need, but is also like close enough draft spot wise that you're not giving up an insane amount of capital. Like, um, mm-hmm. a buddy of mine floated like I think the Panthers are the sleeper team, and I was like, all right, that like I don't I don't disagree with that. But they would have to like their only option is to give up next year's first for Malik Willis, and that could backfire yeah. so so badly for Carolina. It's just you can't do that. Um, so I, I would think they'd have to uh, wait. All right, the other two quarterbacks. Um, uh, you know what? I'm gonna Debo's gonna hate me for this. Uh, is there any chance that um, uh, James Cook is the first running back taken? I don't think so, Josh. He got yeah, steamed. I don't steamed think so either. Too. 14 to 1. He's now down to 4 to 1. 
Oh. I mean, crazier things have happened. I just I don't personally see it. Um, okay. And then back just to make a point on the Giants real quick, because they were not able to get Ahmad Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley there in the first round. Neither was available to them. I could see them taking a cornerback there at the top of the second round because in all likelihood, they are probably going to move on from James Bradbury. So that's a position that I would look at in the betting market right now. That's that's a good call. Yeah, if they don't go, if they don't move up for Willis, that's definitely a spot at, at thirty six where they can go cornerback. Uh, two other quarterbacks to touch on really quickly: uh, Matt Corral and Sam Howell. The uh, I it Matt Corral's over under opened at I want to say it was like fifty eight and a half or something like that. Maybe it's even forty eight and a half. And it has no, it was forty eight and a half. Opened up forty eight and a half, juiced up to the over uh, last night on I think it was Fanduel. And it has gotten absolutely smoked to the point where the latest uh, uh, 58 and a half. So it's moved up 10 full spots and it's still juiced the over. And I still like the over. I don't think anybody's drafting Matt Corral for a while. I think there's a chance that he has some some baggage there, whether it's whatever it is. Nothing like that's, you know, just some sort of something. Yeah, quickly on Corral. I think it's because he's really raw. And, and I know he was Ryan Wilson's, I believe, number one quarterback, but it was all RPO-based offense at Ole Miss. There's more RPOs in the NFL than ever before, but you can't expect even an early second-round pick to come in and read defenses um, if all he did was throw slants, screens, and bombs like Matt Corral did at Ole Miss. So that's probably why that's gotten juiced so far, almost into the back portion of the second round. Your thoughts on uh, Corral, Josh? Same deal? Yeah, I agree with that. I think now that we've kind of gone through uh, the first round, there's probably going to be a little bit more urgency at the top of the second round. That's the only reason I would maybe toy with the idea of taking that under. Um, and we've you know, discussed the number of teams that could be moving up from Malik Willis, and there's valid arguments for each. So if a team misses out on Malik Willis and whoever ends up trading up actually felt that there was interest in him from other teams, then – Maybe there's more interest in this quarterback market as we start day two than we expected. Mm. All right. Um, finally, when you look at your best prop prospects available, is there somebody that you would, as a GM, traps be jumping all over? CBSSports.com's best uh, prospects available: Nakobe Dean, Andrew Booth. I mean, high-profile. Uh, colleges like if, if John Gruden and Mike Mayock were still running a team, these guys would be long gone. Uh, Bernard <laughs> Raymond from Central Michigan, Malik Willis, of course, Boy Mafe, Roger McCreary, George Pickens, Matt Corral, Jalen Petrie, and uh, Daniel Falafel, Falafel, Daniel Falafel. Uh, who you know, I mean, it, it can even it can be Nicobe Dean, it can be Andrew Booth, like it can be somebody even further down off the list. Who are you targeting at the top? Uh, if you're if you're a GM, real quick, I'll go with both. Uh, Two prospects, one on each side of the ball. Our number one guy, Nicobe Dean. Josh and I love him. I believe he was Josh's number one linebacker, number two linebacker. He was my top linebacker. I think he's ready to go in the NFL. He can cover. That is the most important thing that you'll always hear from me, that you, if you're a linebacker, you've got to be able to cover. Nicobe Dean's awesome. And one other player that's not on this list, like in the top 10, I thought Tyquan Thornton from Baylor, the wide receiver who ran in the four twos at the Combine, Got that label of like he's just a speed threat. He's down the field. I saw on film someone that runs good routes, catches the football very well outside his frame. Kind of felt like Chris Olave light to me. And he's a little bit faster than Chris Olave running in the 4-2. So probably not a second rounder, maybe early third. I think a team is going to get a good player 
that can certainly take the lid off the defense in Tyquan Thornton from Baylor. There's some good defensive prospects here that I like quite a bit. Um, Houston defensive tackle Logan Hall would be at the top of that list. Um, maybe the next guy off. And he may be the next guy off. I also like Baylor safety Jalen Petrie, um, a guy that has slot versatility, but is just always around the football. Um, I love Roger McCreary, just a very consistent producer at an SEC program. Uh, Boye Mafe is an older prospect, but fantastic around the edge. And then my actual pick, who a guy that has been my pick, would be USC edge rusher Drake Jackson, mm, who one. is oh, yeah. a younger a younger prospect that I just do not think was used properly at uh, USC. I think he was Big used more coverage, too. whereas he needs to be working vertically. You need to you need to cut him loose and allow him to work towards the quarterback. That's a guy that I would be ecstatic to land somewhere on day two. Uh, what about Kyler Gordon? I'm a big there's fan. another one. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. George. There's Bacon a lot of defensive Georgia. players. There's a lot. Josh is right. Yeah. There's a lot of guys on the defensive side that are that that felt like first rounders that were mocked in the first round a lot that are still sitting there. I think it's easy to talk about the quarterbacks too and how they're going to go early and the running backs and you know, just it's what we do. It's sort of a fantasy football world, even in draft land. But more than likely, you are going to see Willis and a bunch of defensive players early in this draft. Maybe some wide receivers sprinkled in, and then you know it's. Like, it's just not going to be a run of quarterbacks here in the second round, I wouldn't think. I think these guys could end up being round three, and then maybe you have some guys drift into day three as well. All right, that's it for this quickie, mostly quickie, <laughs> Friday afternoon podcast. You guys are grinding. Your face is off. Thanks for jumping on. Four traps, for Josh. I'm Brinson. We will see you guys on the pregame show at 6 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. Make sure and tune in then. We'll talk to you later.